Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller, the host of the International Equine Report on the International Equine Network. I'd uh, just like to uh, welcome you today, uh, let you know we got a call-in number, 323-744-4828. And if you call in, the first person to call in will win a 2023 Kentucky Derby glass. Uh, my, my derby glasses came in, and so we're going to be giving one away every now and then. And that will be to the first person that calls in. So we would appreciate you getting a call. And if you don't, then i got another glass for my collection. So I win either way. Uh, on today's program, we're going to talk about uh, several different things. Uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about is uh, we. I'm involved with the Palm Beach County um, Horsemen's Association. It's their year-end uh, banquet. Um, IEN donated a year's membership to uh, ship.com. Uh, they ship groceries and products uh, right to your doorstep. Uh, the year's membership is worth $100, and so we donated that to their year-end um, banquet that they have. And what they do is they sell a dollar chance on it and sell as many as they can, and then at the banquet they'll draw a name, and whoever they draw out wins that uh, membership donated by International Equine Network. Um, we're really excited to announce uh, our year-end banquet uh, will be held at Lakeside Terrace in Boca Raton, Florida, on January 28, 2023, starting at 6 p.m. It says, please join us for the evening, celebrating our amazing riders, great food, dancing, and making memories that will last a lifetime. Um, this, this organization is really good. Um, Peggy Thorndike uh, is uh, one of the main uh, people that have been there for a long time. Uh, she, she's there uh with, with her farm, Tukale Farm. Uh, we have uh, Victoria Jackson has been with them a long time. Uh, she's with Laura Lane Farm, and they have tremendous uh, riders that, that show every year, and all their shows are really good. So, uh, you know, we try to stay uh, up and in tune with all the uh, local uh, horsemen that we have here in South Florida to help promote their business. Um, and, you know, that's, that's why we're talking about them today. And we'd like to do the same thing for all of our equestrians out there. It doesn't matter whether you're, um, you know, here in Florida, Kentucky, California, uh, Canada, uh, outside of uh, uh, the United States. Uh, just call us and let us know um, about your horse uh, adventures and the things that you do. And uh, we'll get you up on our website at intv.org. And uh, we'll, we'll really uh, promote the heck out of your uh, your uh, equestrian uh, business, you know, what you're doing. Uh, like today, for example, one of the things that um, that we're trying to do here is uh, we're trying to show uh, exactly, uh, you know, what's all going on in the horse business to all breeds. Um, we have uh, Talking Horses on from Aqueduct. Uh, we have the Keeneland uh, Mix Sales, uh, January Mix Sales. They're live right now. Uh, you know, and, and it's, and like I said before, this is a sale that you can literally go to and see, and it doesn't cost you anything to go. 
um, you can go and see exactly how thoroughbreds are sold and, you know, who's buying and who's selling. And you can get up and close in person. You can walk through the barns. Uh, they're on hip 1346 right now is who they're on. And, uh, you know, it's a nice horse. Uh, right now they got a $2,000, $3,000, dollars bid. It's going right on up. And don't tell them what this horse will sell for. But, um, you know, it's a nice thing. It's at uh, Keeneland Racetrack in Lexington. And like I said, it doesn't cost anything to go to. Uh, you know, and, and it's good. You can take the whole family out to see who, who all's there and, and who's buying and who's selling. Uh, you know, you get out and get in the country, get involved. Um, you know, and like I said, it, it, and it's free. And that's what we like about that. And then at Aqueduct, we've got um, Talking Horses. Uh, it's talking about racing in America today. Um, they're real good experts on it from Aqueduct in New York. It's live. Um, you know, suggest that you take a look at that and you can see, get the inside scoop on who might uh, win, win a race today. Um, very good program, been on for a long time, presented by Naira. Um, they're great people at Naira, uh, really, really good horsemen. And then um, on, on the upcoming uh, tomorrow, um, we have a good schedule uh, coming tomorrow, um, which I, I like. It's live harness racing uh, that we have. It'll be in 25 hours. And it's from um, uh, the standard bread industry, and we have all kinds of uh, racing from all over the country and all over the world. And that's on flying turns that that, uh, that will be on tomorrow. And then uh, I tell you something I think everybody will really like, for sure. They have it's a live qualifying competition, Longines FEI Jumping World Cup. Uh, it's it's on uh, tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. It's early in the morning because it, uh, we'll be uh, broadcasting out of Europe. Uh, tomorrow so that that'll be so you go to our website you can catch that uh you know on there uh then we also uh on the 14th um we have the fei uh, dressage world cup uh that's also a european broadcast and that'll come on live uh, early in the morning that you have uh, there uh then we have the uh, o- uh, ocala breeders cup our ocala breeder sales coming up on the 24th of january uh, it's an under tax show. Um, it's in, it's including horses of racing age, and uh, this is what I really like about it. Um, it's a good mix sale. Uh, they're going to have uh, what they call an under tax show uh, that that will be involved in this at 9 a.m. on January 24th. Um, you can go out there and watch the horses train on the track, and then they work them three eighths of a mile. And you can purchase that, uh, purchase a horse there and literally take the horse to the track, uh, you know, uh, the next weekend and, and race the horse. Uh, so, you know, you, you cut through a lot of the, the hardships and a lot of the wear and tear and the money spending, uh, by buying, buying a push button ready to go horse. And that'll be, uh, at the uh, January 24th under tack, um, uh, show. It's actually January 23rd under TAC and the sales at 24th. Uh, you can see that at OBS. And so that, that's what we look at. And then we have um, uh, the Magic Millions um, from Australia. Uh, it's, a diff- it's selling horses, but it's interesting to see how they how they do that in Australia. It's pretty much the same way, but, um, you know, it's just a completely different uh, ball game down there. And so that, that makes it interesting. You know to take a look at. Uh, so that, that's uh, you know where where we're starting at here today. In fact, uh, I got so behind schedule, I haven't had time to put up a new uh, 
family movie yet. Uh, we're waiting to uh, uh, have one of our uh, uh, listeners call in and tell us what they'd like to see, and, and we'll get that mo- movie put up, uh, you know, for them. And what's interesting about it is uh, we try to do family movies, and we try to do movies that um, enlighten people on the horse industry, uh, whether it's show horses or AQHA or, or you know, thoroughbreds or standard breads, uh, that type of thing. Um, you know, it's, it's really good. There's a lot of good, wholesome movies out there for, for, uh, our horsemen to request. And, and, uh, I like putting them on there. I don't know if people like what I like, but, you know, the ones that go up there are the ones that I pick, pick on. So we're trying to do that and, and everything. So, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good, you know, that we do, uh, that. So now, um, I want to get into a couple things that uh, we're talking about, where the whole family can go, and the things that the family can do, um, and it's really going to be interesting this year uh, for the Kentucky Derby and, and for all the equestrian industry as a whole. There's just so many things out here that we could do, uh, you know, to what we're doing. Uh, one of the things that um, that we're trying to emphasize to a lot of people is the fact that. Um, we have uh, a lot of good sponsorships are coming out, uh, like John Deere and, and uh, you know, different companies that uh, really support the horse industry. And what's good about John Deere is just everybody in the horse industry um, has, like, pastures to be worked and, you know, they need equipment, like whether it's lawnmowers, weed eaters, hedge trimmers, uh, you know, up to the big batwing John Deere's uh, tractors, you know, and we use uh, John Deere here at uh, at Sunshine Meadows and at um, uh, Delray Equestrian and Palm Beach Downs. And what we try to do is we try to get in and, um, uh, you know, let people know about the different types of equipment that they have. And we've been, been very, very lucky, uh, you know, with our John Deere equipment. Uh, they're really good product and everything. And uh, they, they're really a big supporter of the horse industry of all breeds. And one of the things that the agriculture department uh, passed this year, this new year, is the fact that, um, you know, they're going to allow farmers to work on the John Deere tractors now. Uh, before, you used to have to have it, have it serviced by John Deere, and you couldn't do your own work. And it became time-consuming, and, and, you know, it was expensive. And so um, the legislature just now passed um, – uh, a program to where farmers can now work on their on their uh, John Deere tractors and not void the the warranty, and that that's been really a key thing for quite a few years. Uh, you know, to be able to uh, able to do that and everything. So that you know that's good. So you know, everything in the horse industry uh, you do uh, involves your community, your state, and the country, and the whole industry as a whole. Um, you know, you're shopping at uh, Walmarts and Burger Kings and you're buying gas and you're renting apartments and buying RVs and, and doing everything. So, you know, I can't stress enough to let our listeners know how important the horse industry is to the economy of our country. You know, it's just it's phenomenal. And one of the um, one of the, uh, the companies that's been around for a long time is Wood- Woodford Reserve extends its partnership with Churchill Downs in presenting uh, as presenting sponsor of the Kentucky Derby. Um, this is really, uh, you know, a good thing. The, the contract was up with them, and it, it was really good. 
you know, to have. Um, the three million dollar Kentucky Derby takes place on the first Saturday in May at historic Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, inaugurated in 1875, the legendary mile and a quarter race for three year olds is the longest continuously held major sporting event in the United States. The first leg of horse racing Triple Crown Series, uh, known as the Run for the Roses, is the most exciting two minutes in sports. The Kentucky Derby is the most attended horse race in the nation. The 149th Kentucky Derby will take place on Saturday, May 6, 2023, uh, this, uh, of this year. And if you call in now to 323-744-4828, you can win a derby glass for the 2020, uh, 349th running of the Kentucky Derby. Be a part of history by calling in to us. Um, so, you know, uh, we're just looking at a lot of things here in the industry, um, you know, from anywhere from, you know, the Woodford Reserve people uh, backing, you know, and sponsoring, <laughs> being the presenting sponsor for the Derby. And then, you know, we have um, uh, we have the Longines, um, what they call the uh, – it's a series uh, that they set up. It's a global champions tour that they have set up. Um, that the Long Jean people uh, uh, sponsor. And let me tell you, uh, you know, just to show you how everybody wants to be a part of the industry and how big the industry is. And uh, we do have riders here at Sunshine Metals that are participating in uh, the Long Jean's uh, Global Champions Tour. Um, you know, this, this show is just unbelievable. Uh, the countdown is on for the 2023 Long Jean's Global Champions Tour and GLA season for uh, the full calendar is revealed today. It says, with an um, extraordinary 2022 season wrapping up with the uh, Prague playoffs just a few weeks ago, all eyes are, uh, buzzing, are turned to buzzing 16 events in the 2023 season. And the events that, they, that they're going to have um, are, are just uh, are unbelievable. Uh, the one I like the best, and it's because it's here at home in Florida, is the Miami Beach um, show. It's uh, April 12th through April 15th, and it's literally on the beach in, in Miami. Uh, it's South Beach, and it's it's a spectacular um, uh, show to go to. Uh, you're sitting right on the beach. You can hear the waves coming up on the beach. You're sitting on the ocean. It's just, you know, it's probably, I think, uh, the best one of all because it, it's, uh, you know, it's so tropical and it's so uh, Florida. You know, I like that. And then um, that's April uh, 12th through the 15th in Mexico City. is uh, 20 to uh, April 20th to the 23rd. Madrid, Spain um, is uh, May 12th through the 14th. And we go to St. Tropez, uh, um, uh, June 1st through the 3rd. Paris, uh, June 23rd to the 25th. Uh, Monaco, June 29th to July 1st. Uh, we have Reisenbach, uh, July 21st to the 23rd, London, uh, August 10th to the 13th. Then it's back to the States, to New York, for, um, uh, September 22nd to the 24th. Riyadh is, uh, is October 26th to the 28th. And then the uh, playoffs and the finals are in Prague, uh, the 15th to the 19th of November. And, uh, you know, this is a great, great um uh, show to go to, 
uh, it's just unbelievable to see the riders that ride in this uh, thing. Uh, you know, you're looking at um, uh, 12 different countries, uh, you know, over this period of time and traveling all over the world, and, and it's just uh, uh, it's great to watch. Uh, you know, you get a, a good tour. they got great hotels that you can go to there and, and uh, just call uh, just uh, email us at um, at uh, ien equine tv at gmail dot com and we'll send you all the information that you need to know about it. Uh, we can give you some insights and and some things that are that are there. Um, it's just uh, uh, you know it's a great series and it's uh, on our Quest for Equine Gold show that we have and we'll carry all those shows on uh, ientv dot org uh, beginning in April there with them and like i said we've got riders from uh, sunshine Meadows that uh, that'll be riding in it uh they usually ride in europe during the summertime uh the ones that are here and uh coming up on one of our shows uh here uh, this month uh we're going to have uh, a rider uh her name's arlie and she's uh, uh rides in france she's from france and she rides here in the united states and uh you know she's a fantastic rider fantastic person person a good horseman uh you know and, and you'll you'll get to meet her and and uh call in and ask uh, questions uh, you know uh, about uh, you know what she does and how she likes it and so that's the uh, global champions tour uh coming up starting in april uh live on uh, intv.org then our team uh back to thoroughbreds here real quick um uh, i was really surprised uh when the the stake list came out for uh, Keeneland. Um, I was just really, really surprised. I said, my goodness. I said, you know, things aren't as bad as we thought they were. We, things are not as bad as the media tells us that it is. Uh, life is pretty good in the show horse industry and in the racehorse industry and in the sales industry. Just equine all together and all breeds is, is just, you know, really good. Um, you know, we're simple down to earth. Uh, you know, we're realistic and, and we have a good time in what we do and we try to work it out. Well, this year, uh, prior to the Kentucky Derby, uh, uh, Keeneland has, uh, probably the best meet, uh, in the country, uh, year in and year out. And what they do is they try to highlight a lot of races, uh, uh, get a, get a lot of races in April, uh, the month before the Derby, uh, to where you can, um, uh, you know, make some make some good money for your horses, uh, win some good races, uh, build up their uh, portfolio, you know, uh, for when they go to the sales or, you know, uh, whatever you want to do, you know, with your horses and everything. And a lot of these are a precursor to uh, stake races at Churchill Downs the week of Derby. Uh, they're also big races at Churchill Downs, uh, you know, that would complement, you know, a horse winning uh, at Keeneland and Churchill, uh, adds a lot of value to your horse. Um, in April uh, 7th is a really good day. Uh, they have, um, they have, uh, uh, the, the uh, Central Bank Ashland Stakes. It's a grade one, $600,000, uh, uh, to the, uh, um, uh, stakes races there just in that one race. Um, they have the $400,000 Kentucky Utilities. And the Transylvania states. Um, and then they had the uh, $400,000 Lafayette uh, states. These are all uh, 
for the races that are three-year-old uh, fillies and three-year-old coats and geldings uh, that that are uh, trying to get uh, you know their their name out there and and hopefully get either get into the Derby or the Kentucky Oaks uh, by using this as a stepping stone, uh, which is good. Um, then uh, just to show you, and I'll go through it here briefly. Um, April eighth, you got the million dollar uh, Toyota Bluegrass Stakes. Uh, you had the $600,000 Madison, the $400,000 Appalachian Stakes presented by the Japan Racing Association. So, you know, it's this big stake race after big stake race in uh, April, uh, you know, at Keelan. And so any day that you go out, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a Saturday that you go out. Uh, it can be a- any any day. And you're going to see uh, the quality uh, horses that will be running, um, you know, at the um, at the Kentucky Derby Week. You know, so you can literally make a whole month of, of good horse racing between uh, the 1st of April and the 1st of May, uh, just just in Kentucky alone, um, you know, which is really great, you know, to do. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm just skipping around, you know, here today, uh, to, you know, thoroughbreds, standardbreds, you know, you name it, we're, uh, you know, we're going through it. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, we try to encourage in the thoroughbred business is participation from outside organizations into the into the horse industry, and one of the things that um, uh, you know I, I I picked up on pretty quick, and a lot of people we had a lot of success with the show that we had here. Uh, we had and we've actually had them out here twice in the last year, um, but they're artists. Uh, they're well-known artists from around the country that um, uh, paint horses, uh, whether it's race horses, show horses. Uh, ponies, uh, you name it, uh, they, they're painted. And what they like to do is they like to come to uh, different uh, facilities like, uh, like, say, Churchill Downs or Sunshine Meadows and, um, you know, Santa Anita uh, Racetrack, uh, Woodbine in, Can- in Canada. Uh, you know, they, they're all from all over the world, and they paint their horses, and they bring and they ha- literally have a display. Um, the, for example, I'll give you a good example. The Maryland Jockey Club, uh, they're having their annual Art of Racing contest. Uh, the winning artist will be awarded $4,000 stipend and two tickets to the Preakness, the 148th Preakness uh, this year. So, uh, and, and listen, I've been to this show, and it's really a great show. Um, they, they inaugurated this show uh, last year in the Maryland Jockey Club and Maryland Institute of College of Art. MICA launched in uh, its 2023 program January 9th. Um, the call for entries has been expanded to artists nationwide beginning today. Artists can submit their uh, entries uh, at uh, www.preakness.com slash the art of racing. Um, they can submit that to it and then they can start uh, judging the, uh, the paintings, you know, and the artwork right away. Uh, from March 13th through March 27th, visitors to the Art Racing website can um, cast your votes. Uh, the top 10 vote getters will be entered into the finalist category with the winning play, uh, piece selected by an estimated panel of judges. Uh, and Steve, sorry about this scene. I'm getting a little wound up here because I really like these art shows. Um, and, and the committee will, uh, um, you know, pick a winner from, from the artist. Uh, you know, this year, and it will be announced on Preakness Day. 
um, you know, it's really it's really a good thing to do it. We've done that here at uh, Sunshine Meadows, and I tell you, I I really like it because um, I, I'm really into the photography and to uh, to the artwork and, and the things that um, you know they become historical. Like for example, uh, for um, the Kentucky Derby glass that we're giving away today, uh, you know, we like that uh, because that's a part of history. And once you start collecting uh, a lot of these equestrian uh, items, uh, you know, it's it's really uh, nice to have. Um, you know, I, I've got a friend that uh, uh, never played polo, never ridden a horse, but in their house they've collected polo mallets and and, and uh, the polo uh, equipment. And it, it really it gives them a hobby, something to do. Um, it's like in Wellington, Florida, you can... Uh, go down to the uh, Lakewood Road to the um, uh, Polo Hall of Fame. Um, you know, it, it's a great, a great thing. Um, they've always got people going there. It, it's interesting to go and see um, how polo started, where it started. Uh, you see some of the famous people that have played polo, and it just it really surprises you. You know, to, you wouldn't think that uh, you know uh, some of the people they have in the Hall of Fame there would ever play polo. Uh, you know, you see some uh, from just the regular, uh, you know, person up to, you know, government officials and actors and, and uh, you know, uh, millionaires that, that play polo. Um, you know, that, that's a good thing to go to. And like I said, every one of these segments that we talk about, uh, you can come to intv.org and you can check out what's going on where. And you'd be surprised how many things that are available uh, in your area that are free to go to, uh, you know, that, that's just, uh, you know, really, really good. And, and you can start planning out your summer, you know, your spring, summer and fall now. Uh, like for example, uh, they got the three day Rolex coming up in April at, uh, the Kentucky horse park, um, you know, in Lexington. Uh, that, that's a, a tremendous, uh, an event. They have dressage, they have show jumping and they have cross country. And that's how they get the three-day Rolex. And you can go out there and you can walk the course. Uh, you can um, see everything that they're doing. And what I like about it is um, the Kentucky Horse Park, they have earphones that you can get. And uh, you put these earphones on, and as you walk through the uh, the park, it gives you a guided tour. Uh, let's say if you're at uh, the Grand Prix Arena. Um, it'll tell you who's in the Grand Prix Arena, who's jumping, you know, what time it is. It tells you the whole thing. Or if you're out on the course, on the three-day course, uh, cross-country course, it tells you who's on course and what they're doing and their time. And, and it just gives you all the kind of information that you need there at the horse park as you walk around. And it's pretty uh, inexpensive. I think it's about $25 a day. But it's worth it, uh, you know, because you can't ever get lost. And you don't have to worry about running somebody down to ask them, uh, you know, who, what, when, or where, because you have it right there on your headset. And, and um, so, you know, we would take a look at that. And uh, another thing uh, that I'm always trying to get people out and get them involved in the business with some way, shape, or form, whether it's show, thoroughbreds, standardbreds, uh, you know, what have you, uh, the U.S., uh, Florida, New York, California, uh, Kentucky, uh, you know, or whether it's England, France, Spain, you know, we're always trying to get you there, you know, to see it. And then uh, a lot of the farms 
the breeding farms throughout the, the country have what they call open houses and stallion shows. Um, it's uh, it's really something to go to uh, to see because it gets you uh, a knowledge of, uh, of the business itself. It says, um, uh, well, I, I tell you, the Blood Horse magazine is probably one of the best magazines you can ever get. Just go to uh, bloodhorse.com, and they'll tell you a little bit about everything. Um, for example, uh, they, they have a thing uh, uh, that you can click on. It's about the stallion shows that are coming up. Um, January 14th in Rancho San Miguel uh, at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on West 10th Street, South uh, Street, San Miguel, California. Uh, we, they have a California uh, uh, show, stallion show. Uh, at that, that's at Rancho San Miguel. Uh, in Kentucky on January 9th, which just passed through today, um, they have the Adri Stud from 1 to 3. It's at 2641 Old Frankfurt Pike in Midway, Kentucky. Uh, they're having their stallion show. Uh, it's it's really a nice show. It's good. Uh, January 9th through the 12th, uh, Walmack International at 1 to 4 p.m. at 3395 Paris Pike, Lexington. Uh, they have a... Uh, their stallion show, and then the the, then the uh, farm that I was a part of, um, January 12th through the 9th also is One Star Farm. Uh, they have uh, at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. the stallion and the stallion barn at um, 2605 Painesville Road in their sales. They have their stallion show, and then uh, in New York on the uh, January 21st, uh, Sequel uh, New York. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on 167 Maple Lane, Hudson, New York. Uh, they have their their stallion show, and that that's really a, a good good place to go. And you get to see the beautiful farms. You get to see the horses. Uh, you get to find out about who they are, uh, where they're at. You know what they're doing, and they're free. They're free to go to. So again, you know we're giving you things that are free to go to. And you would like to see and and be a part of and and uh, get be part get some of the memorabilia. Now, remember when you go to the equestrian events, um, you know there's so many things there that you can get. For example, uh, the Kentucky Derby glasses. Uh, I've got glasses from uh, 1973. I have the Preakness, uh, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes from '73 to date. Uh, to, uh, you know, 2023. And it's a good collection. It's something to do. And, uh, you know, you see all different kinds of, of things. Uh, there's uh, art that you can uh, get. Um, I had a friend of mine uh, that uh, they went up to Lexington and they were going through the horse park and, and they knew that um, I had I kept a lot of keys on me from the farm here. And they got me a uh, Kentucky Horse Park uh, leather keychain. And so, you know, you, when you're out at these different events, uh, you can get um, all kinds of uh, little knickknacks and, and presents uh, for whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, Christmas, uh, you know, what have you. Uh, you can get uh, equestrian uh, products and, and give us gifts, and they're all classy gifts. Uh, you know, you can you can really do it upright, uh, whether it's a photo or a painting or a keychain or uh, you know, a derby glass or a Preakness glass, a Belmont glass. Uh, 
you can do all those things. Uh, you know, and, and it's, the shops are open to the public and, and you know, good to go to. Um, one of the uh, places I like going to was Canterbury Park in Minnesota. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a nice uh, uh, facility. Uh, they have a good summer program up there uh, that, that uh, I think a lot of people would like. And it, it makes a good Saturday afternoon or, or you know, a day at the races. Um, Canterbury Parks is offering a million six hundred fifty thousand uh, summer state schedule. Um, it's uh, going to be a good one. Uh, Canterbury Park is sponsored by Taylor Mary Farm. Our schedule will have twenty four races totaling a million uh, 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 in purses. Uh, Fifteen of the states will be run on the main track, and nine will be run on the turf. The, uh, the schedule will be uh, will reward owners and breeders of Minnesota-bred racehorses with 16 uh, of the races restricted to horses bred in the state of Minnesota. And see, what I like about that, when they offer those state-bred races, it helps build the, the breeding program up in, in whatever state you're in, whether it's Minnesota, Kentucky, or, you know, what have you. Uh, it helps build up the, the state breeding program and uh, one strength to the uh, agricultural department, uh, you know, to that state. It puts uh, people to work. It gives uh, owners and, and people the incentive to, uh, you know, breed and, and follow in, um, the, you know, the states. Um, you know, it, it's, it's all about the economy. We're trying to make the horse industry solid all the way around. For example, uh, one of the things that... Um, uh, is really getting popular now is the OTTB, the Off the Off the Track Thoroughbred uh, Association. It's a uh, uh, an association that uh, creates an industry for horses that have retired from racing, and they go into doing shows, horse shows, and and you know things of that nature, and it gives them a, uh, repurposes them to a second uh, a second um, you know life form because. Uh, when you're training and working all your life and you're used to uh, going every day and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they retire you from racing and they turn you out to a paddock. A lot of horses just flat out get bored, you know, and, and they need to have a purpose, something to do. And that's what, um, you know, the TIP program, the Thoroughbred and Century program and the OTTB, uh, you know, do with these retired racehorses. And, and so it's really good. You know, to do that, and that helps prove, that helps promote um, programs like in Minnesota, the Canterbury Park. Um, you know, it, it helps them uh, get uh, to be successful uh, running all these races, and also I, I just really you know think it's great. And you know, I tell you, last season, uh, Canterbury Park um, in twenty four, uh, they had twenty four featured. Uh, races. They had six stake races, and they had the $100,000 Canterbury Derby. And that generated a record handle for them for $4,734,000. And that, that's, you know, that's generating a lot of money for a small track like that. And then you, you add all the other things that go into it. You know, when they go to Canterbury, going to the, the, to the Walmarts and to all the different places that uh, they have to go to there, and it really helps the economy. And that's why, uh, you know, it's um, 
uh, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, a million six hundred thousand dollars in purse money, but it generated four million dollars in, in revenue for the track and another, uh, twenty five million dollars in revenue for the community. And so that just goes to show you that, you know, Everett's, even whether it's, uh, a Canterbury Downs or a Churchill Downs, you know, you're generating an economy for, for your, uh, you know, uh, your community. And, and that's what's uh, really good about all this. And so uh, now we're going to get into how they get there, the 2023 Kentucky Derby on IENTV.org. Um, the Kentucky Derby is coming up the first Saturday in May, and what they do is they have a lot of races that are being um, geared to a point system to get a horse qualified for the Derby. Um, you have over 30,000 foals born a year and, and all of them have the dreams and the hopes of getting to the Derby in which a lot of them don't. And so they've structured a, a program, uh, to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. And it's a series of races that, that, uh, that happen, uh, every year that uh, the owners and trainers have to look at, um, you know, the field for the Derby is limited to 20 horses. So out of the 30,000, uh, you're one of the top 20, then you're really, you know, in pretty good shape. Um, you have a, a race in Dubai, you have races in Japan, and you have races in Europe that, uh, that get points uh, for the Kentucky Derby prep season. Um, those are 16 races uh, uh, for the Kentucky Derby uh, championship season uh, that um, the, the riders and Jockeys and owners and everybody's got to go through it, and it's it's really a, an interesting uh, year. It starts um it'll start uh, actually it starts in September at Churchill Downs um, uh, with the Iroquois State, uh, and then it progressively uh, works its way on through uh, 2022. Um, that that was at uh, September 17th, then October first uh, at Aqueduct. Uh, they they have uh, the Champagne Stakes. Uh, then they have October eighth, the American Feral Stakes, uh, and then they have the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland on October eighth, and then the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Championship, which which uh, um, has the Champion Two Year Old of the Year award. And so uh, you do that, and then there's a break. Uh, then there's a break, uh, and the break. Uh, uh, actually lasts until November 26th, uh, where they have the uh, Kentucky Jockey Club uh, stakes at Churchill. Then uh, December 3rd, they have the Remsen, uh, Los Alamitos, uh, January, uh, December 17th. Uh, they have the, the uh, Los Alamitos Futurity, and then uh, then they just uh, continues on from there. So we're, we're now trying to get caught up here with all the races that, that we're going through and where we're at now. And boy, I tell you what, if you're with me on the same page, then you're a special person because I'm just rambling all over the place. And if you're keeping up with me, you're just as crazy as I am and all uh, on all this stuff. Cause I get excited about the horses uh, and because it gives me something to look forward to do. And, and I can plan, you know, uh, my weeks out and, and the things to do, whether it's a, uh, uh, horse racing or show horsing or polo or whatever, 
you know, it's great to have something to look forward to, you know. But on, on how they get there, our next race uh, uh, was the Jerome Stakes, uh, which they just had at uh, Aqueduct Racetrack in New York. Um, it was it was a great race. Um, they had a field of eight, and that seems to be pretty constant with uh, the way the, uh, the races are going on this uh, journey to the Kentucky Derby. Um, the, horse, the races have been pretty much uh, seven, eight horses, uh, and what these races do is they kind of uh, weed out and eliminate a lot of horses on the trail to the Derby uh, when, you, when you're trying to get through here. Um, at Aqueduct on January 7th, uh, they had $150,000 uh, Jerome Stakes. It was uh, for three-year-olds going a mile, and it was an eight-horse field, and they had a really pretty good field. Uh, in there, and Chad Brown was there, Linda Rice, uh, uh, Michael McCarthy, Kelly Breen. Uh, it, it was a good field, uh, going a mile. Uh, I, I was uh, say, well, you know, here we go. We're going to start getting rid of horses and eliminating them out of here. And so I, I got to look into it and everything. And uh, this uh, Dylan Davis, uh, he's a great jockey. I've been riding at Churchill quite a bit. Uh, it was a good race. Uh, Michael McCarthy wins the race with, uh, with, uh, Lugan Knight. And Lugan Knight is, it was a nice horse. Uh, um, he, he ran a great race. Uh, he went by a length and a half. Uh, it, it was, uh, uh, not, it, it wasn't surprising. Everybody kind of figured that's who it would be. And, you know, so now this horse is a little seasoned and he, and he's going somewhere. He, he's on a, on a mission. And uh, no telling when we'll see him again. But Michael McCarthy's a good uh, is a good rider. I mean, it's a good trainer. Um, had had a great rider on him and uh, Dylan uh, Davis. So uh, we're going to see uh, how these the horse and rider and trainer uh, grow on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And, and then the second race that we had um, was uh, at Santa Anita uh, on January the eighth. Uh, that was the Sham Stakes. And this one was kind of a race that, uh, you know, I, I was looking at saying, holy cow, you know, what's going to come out of this race? And it's kind of something that, uh, a race that I, I, I like, but I don't like. And the reason I don't like it is because, uh, it, it's, uh, well, it's not because it's in California. It's because of the situation that they have with Bob Baffert. Uh, Bob Baffert's got all these horses. It's highly unlikely that he will race any horse in the uh, 2023 Kentucky Derby because of his legal situation that he's trying to go through and trying to get, um, you know, brought back to uh, racing again in Kentucky. Um, he had a lot of issues there, and it just didn't go, go his way. So he's loaded up on a lot of races out here. He's done that at Los Alamitos. He's doing that here at Santa Anita. And it's the um, the Sham Stake. It's a qualifying race for the Derby, just like uh, they had at Aqueduct and the Jerome Stakes. Uh, it's a $100,000 race. It's going a mile on the dirt. And it, it, like I said, it is a Derby qualifying race where you get points for it. But to make a long story short, it ended up being a six-horse field. And Bob Baffert had four of the six horses in there. Now, I, I trained before, and like I said, I can't train a rat to eat cheese. But when I was training, I would never run 
uh, horses um, that I that were owned by different owners against each other. I, I like to stay stay out of that. I could always find a race that would uh, uh, be, um, you know, another race somewhere that wouldn't pit my owners against each other. But it seems that Bob likes to do this, and he's got four of the six horses in here. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, he could conceivably, he can literally take all the money in this race um, th- that he could. Well, what happens is he did. He won first, second, third. Uh, in the race, and uh, I was really surprised that, um, you know, that happened. Um, you know, it, it was uh, Bob Baffert scratched uh, one of his horses in there, so he ended up with three of the five horses in, in the race. And the race that, uh, that he won, um, uh, he, he paid $35. He's a long shot. Um, Juan Hernandez rode the horse. Uh, Newgate ran second and National Treasure ran third and those were his big guns you know so we're going to see how many of these horses that Bob runs in races like this how many of them show up on Derby Day and and if they do show up on Derby Day they won't be in his name uh, that's for sure but see you know you, you start getting games like this going on in the business and, you know and I hate to see that happen um, you know because uh you know, it's bad for the business. Everybody talks about it, um, you know, and I feel sorry for the trainers that are out there because I'm sure there were a lot of three-year-olds out there that could run, but, uh, you know, the trainers just aren't playing that game with him, you know, and, and I, I hate to see that, but, you know, that's what it is, and the pieces are going to hit the ground where they hit, and we'll see what happens, you know, down the road. Uh, the next race that uh, we'll see and be coming up will be uh, – um, you know, a race that that uh, it's gonna you know kind of weed out some more horses getting ready for the you know for the Derby. And I, I said I said this the other day. I said I'd like to have two good two uh, three year olds this year to see what I could do with them and see where I could go with them. You know, and see what happens. Uh, you know, that's going on. Uh, the Lacomet uh, is uh, the next race out at the fairgrounds. That's January twenty first. Um, uh, it's a $200,000 added going uh, mile and 16 for three-year-olds. And what I like about that is, is uh, you know, you're starting to push your horse past a mile. You're starting to push your horse, you know, mile and 16th, mile and eight, trying to get them ready for the Derby. But once you start getting into end of January and February, you're limited on what how many races you can run before the Derby because you've got to be able to have a good, healthy horse going in. And with uh, thoroughbreds, it takes, you know, four or five weeks apart is, you know, pretty good uh, for a horse. It doesn't uh, uh, take much out of them. You know, uh, you can recoup, get them to recoup in five weeks and, and you know, then run again. So now it starts to, time really starts to get, um, uh, you know, going quick. And you got to remember, you got to earn points to get into the Derby. And so that was the first tier uh, races that run through uh, the end of February. So then what they've done is to, in order to uh, speed up the uh, point system and weed out a lot of horses that, that aren't going to make it, and let's say you got 20 points uh, going in uh, to the end of February, and you're going to have to have 50, you know, or 100 points to get into the Kentucky Derby. 
Um, you know, then you have to jump into the championship series events. Uh, that's the uh, first leg of um, weeding out all the horses that, um, you know, might, that won't get a run in the Derby. And their point system jumps up to 50 points for a win. Second gets 20 points. Uh, third gets 15 points. And fourth gets 10 points and fifth gets five. So you got to really start planning out your schedule because um, when the uh, uh, end of February rolls around, and you you got to really start looking at you know how and when and where am I going to get my points because I got February, March, and April. You got three months to run two races, maybe three. And if you run three, you know, right on up into April, then you know you're going to be uh, into a situation that you might get to the Derby and have a horse that's tired, and that's what you don't want to do. You know, so that that's what you're looking at. You know, there. So that's the championship series events. Um, hopefully you got some points in the early part of the, the series, uh, you know, to add to these. Like I said, uh, they jump up to 50 points then. And then you get into the second leg of the series, um, which uh, comes around and it'll start in March. And in, in March you have um, coming in, you want to be in a good, good position. Uh, you've got... Um, the Fountain of Youth, the Gotham Stakes, uh, San Felipe, Tampa Bay Derby, and the Sunland Derby. And those are uh, usually uh, races that uh, are, are uh, you know, uh, a prelude to the big finish to get your year last points that you need. And like I said, that, that's come up in, in, uh, in March uh, 25th is when they, the big ones start. You have the Louisiana Derby. Uh, the UAE Derby, the Jeff Ruby Stakes, the Florida Derby, Arkansas Derby, Bluegrass Stakes, uh, Santa Anita Derby, and Wood Memorial. And every one of those will, uh, will, winners will receive a hundred points, forty to second, thirty to third, forty, uh, twenty to fourth, and ten to fifth. So you got to make sure that you're playing, you know, the um, uh, the point scheme. Uh, all through this series. And let me tell you, it's a tough road to go. It's a really tough road to go because, you know, anything could happen in these races. Uh, you know, and, and if you don't have, you might have the best horse. And I'll give you a good example. Last year, Rick Strike, uh, that uh, won the Kentucky Derby. Um, two days, uh, you know, before the Derby, uh, he wasn't in the Derby. You know, he, he has, he had points. He was the next, uh, next point leader to, to go if somebody scratched out, you know, but it was highly unlikely that that was going to happen. And so Rich Strike comes in, and uh, they had a scratch in the race, and Rich Strike, uh, you know, he gets in. He's got the outside post. Uh, again, the odds of him winning the Derby were even greater than they were before him getting into the Derby. And so then, you know, they break, and he gets some, uh, you know, he gets a, a good race in front of him, and, the, you know, the jockey rode him good. The horse just ran like crazy. And, and uh, you know, it was like they had the derby race was running and he was an also, you know, also ran until they hit the head of the stretch. And the next thing you know, he comes out through, through the head of the stretch and, you know, he wins the race. But again, you know, it goes to show you the importance of having, um, you know, the point system. There were 20 horses in that race that earned more points than he did prior to the Derby, and they were in. A scratch knocks him out, 
So all the points that he had got him up to being the first uh, horse to be brought into the Derby, um, you know, from all the point system, and he ends up winning the Derby. So if the horse hadn't scratched, literally the best horse, uh, you know, uh, three-year-old at that time, which is Rich Strike because he won the Derby, if he hadn't got in, then the, the horse that would have won the Derby, you know, would have been uh, – you know, uh, maybe a second best or, you know, what have you, but we'd never know because they hadn't run against each other. So that's why it's important on the, uh, the point system to uh, get everybody, uh, you know, on the same page and, and you know, get them, uh, uh, getting the points uh, as many as you can prior to that uh, last segment uh, for the Derby of points, the last series of races in March. Uh, you don't want to get in there and, and uh, be an 18th or 19th horse, and you know, or have somebody scratch, and uh, you know, you want to make sure that you get in there for it. Now, having said that, you know, everybody liked to run in the Derby, but on the undercard at Churchill on Derby Derby Week, there's a lot of three, four, five hundred thousand dollar races that you could be running. Uh, you know, and you can earn a lot of points for uh, your horse, and and you know, when you get to the point uh, of deciding to go to the Derby. Uh, if you're low on points and might not get into it, you have to take into consideration that um, two weeks from that first Saturday in May is the print mistakes in Maryland. And you might want to kind of uh, change your course a little bit and start training for, you know, the preakness. And a lot of a lot of your trainers do that. Uh, they look at the reality of them getting into the derby uh, according to the points that they don't have, you know, and um, – and start maybe changing things a little different and get them ready for the Preakness. So there's just a lot of things that go in these point systems, and I really do like that. Uh, you know, the point system kind of um, weeds everybody out, and then, uh, you know, when the Preakness rolls around, you might see four or five horses out of the Derby go to the Preakness, but uh, all the other ones are starting to look at other things. Uh, you know, they're looking at the Traveler Stakes, they're looking at the Haskell, you know, in the summertime, then... And it's kind of funny. I always said uh, uh, to my friends and clients that the spring is over in the first Saturday of May. Then you're into summertime. You're into the Preakness and you're into the Belmont. You're into Saratoga. You're into Mammoth Park. Uh, you know, you're into a whole different world. And then in August, uh, your summer ends and uh, you start looking forward to the Breeders' Cup and then the Derby again for 2024. So, you know, there's a lot of consideration that go into uh, to the horse industry. And, I mean, I, I may not explain it, you know, real good. Also, I know is we got um, uh, we got um, uh, some good races coming up here, uh, usually three or four a month, you know, getting you to the Derby. Um, you know, so that that's something to look forward to. But all in all, uh, basically what I'm trying to say today is, is that the equestrian industry is a very, very important part of our American economy. And it's more important, uh, uh, you know, to our economy than just about anything uh, any one corporation in, in the country, you know, could, could do. Because it employs so many people in every state, in every city, in every county. Uh, you know, whether it's show horses, race horses, uh, sales companies, uh, polo, uh, 
you know, it, and it brings people in from all around the world, you know, to see, uh, you know, what the, what they have. And, you know, it's like it, uh, today at, uh, Kayla, uh, they're on, uh, they had 1,346 horses go through the ring in the last three days. Uh, the horse that's in here now is valued at four, uh, $14,000. It's a high bid on it right now. And what's going to be interesting to see is what he goes for. And, you know, $15,000 in the horse business for a horse is really not that much money. Uh, you know, when you see horses going for a million, two hundred, uh, thousand, you see them going for five hundred thousand. And so this, this is an economy here. Somebody can buy a horse like 1346 at Keeneland. And, uh, he was sold for $17,000. And that horse can go on and he could considerably, uh, be, you know, a, a graded stakes winner. Uh, you know, you just never can tell. Uh, same thing in the show horse business. I've seen a lot of show horses be given away or being sold for, you know, real inexpensive and become and become national champions. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's about everything in the business, um, helping everybody around the business. It puts people to work. It gives you pleasure and entertainment. It's good for the family. It's what you want to make it. And I know a lot of people that travel the country and they might go to, uh, let's say they're going to, um, they go to the three-day Rolex in April in Kentucky. They go to the um, the Kentucky Derby. Then they go up to uh, Pemico, uh two weeks later. They go to, for, um, they have a, a tremendous uh, off-track thoroughbred horse show that has about 200 horses uh, prior to, um, you know, the Preakness. They have the art show prior to the Preakness. And then people go on up to Belmont, and they do the Belmont, they do the city thing, uh, you know, go to the city and do all the New York stuff and go to the Belmont. And then they get ready to go to Saratoga and Del Mar. And, you know, I mean, it's just great. It's good for for our economy. It's good for our, our um, uh, you know, states. And it's also good for the family, good family vacations and everything. So uh, that's pretty much uh, what we needed to talk about uh, today. Um, if you go to intv.org and you would like to go to our uh, uh, Camping World uh, segment on there, uh, we've got several uh, different um, RVs that you can take a look at and maybe travel, you know, buy one and travel the U.S. and do some uh, vacationing, uh, you know, uh, in a good RV. So nobody called in today, so that means I got another glass for my derby collection. And I like that. And next week, uh, we'll be giving away more derby glasses and, uh, we'll be giving away some Florida, uh, derby products and we're going to be giving away, um, two tickets to the three day Rolex in Lexington. So this is Scott Miller for the International Equine Report. Um, looking forward to possibly hearing from you guys next week at our call in number.